Ladies and gentlemen, introducing the Wrestle Addict Radio Network. Radio Network. Hey, what's up, you guys? What is going on, everybody? What up, fam? Hey, it's me. What up, oozes? What's up, guys? This is the Monday Night Delight. Are you looking for a network that brings you all things pro wrestling? Then look no further. Wrestle Addict Radio brings you a varied source of wrestling content. What's going on, guys? This is Willie T. My name is Mr. Fresh. This is your resident smart slayer. Search for Wrestle Addict Radio on all major podcast platforms and be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Buzz, buzz, guys. My name is Kate Murphy of the Kings of the Ring podcast and you are listening. And you're listening. And you're listening. And you are listening. And you are listening. Get ready for a war because you're listening. Come join the war each and every week as we fight to keep wrestling real. What's up, everybody? This is Katie Ricky Rose and you are listening to Wrestle Addict Radio. Radio, 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 radio. Quiet on the set. Can we please have quiet on the set? One and only. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Kings of the Rings podcast where we keep wrestling royal exclusively on Wrestle Addict Radio. I am your host, King Ricky Rose. Because, you know, in life, you're always told that if you work hard, if you chip away, if you plug away, if you do your job, then your moment will come, and I am sick of waiting for my moment. Also, joining me each and every week is the founder, Willie T., Will Tereshock. Well, The Rock knows exactly why you did what you did at WrestleMania. Because Stone Cold, you know, deep down inside, in your heart, in your soul, one-on-one, face-to-face, man-to-man, you know damn well you can't beat The Rock. And finally, joining us each and every week is the Queen Bee herself, the Kate Murphy. How does it feel that you were expecting a man to come out here? What you weren't expecting was the man. It's time for someone you to step up, step in, and fill your shoes. And there's only one person for that job. And I think these people would agree with me that that person is me. Together, we cover all things wrestling in and outside of the ring in the only way that we know how. So, without further ado... Behold the king, the king of kings. Burn it down! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Kings of the Rings podcast. The slaves are free and it is going to be a damn good day today. I am your host, King Ricky Rose. You can find me personally at Ambassador Biggs on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, some people's DMs, less people's text messages. Again, welcome to the Kings of the Rings podcast here on Wrestle 
Addict Radio. Joining me, as always, is the founder of Kings of the Rings podcast, Mr. Willie T himself, Will Tarashak. How are you, sir? I've been holding my breath that whole time for the intro, hoping my hiccups go away. <laughs> and, I, and I think it worked, Ricky. That, that comment with the slaves almost made me crack up. But, guys, if you want to find me, you can find me on funnyjunk.com, making it funny again. We're going to make funnyjunk.com funny again, because it's no longer funny, it's just junk. But, oh, it's me, it's me, it's Willie T. Find me everywhere on social media, including funnyjunk.com. T is in Thomas, A-R-A-S-H-U-K, the leader of the KRS-1 White Man's Fan Club. Yes. But where would I be? This is all out of context for all our listeners. <laughs> but it's fine. Yeah, no one's gonna understand. Yeah, yo, Kate no. Murphy. No one's. How you doing? How you doing? Oh, it is me. Every it week. is me. Mike number three, the Queen Bee, the H H B I C of Wrestle Addict Radio. You and can- our resident rainbow. And the resident rainbow of the Kings of the Rings podcast, you can find me on Instagram at the Kate Murphy and on Twitter at underscore the Kate Murphy. How y'all doing? I'm really fucking tired. And I, <laughs> I'm as wide I awake, say, baby. Like, I'm very awake right now and I'm very exhausted. I feel like everything is just kind of happening to me at once. Yeah, it's it's a lot. I mean, Juneteenth is a big thing for a lot of people. I think yes. the Google HBIC. Um, <laughs> Also, the strawberry moon was on Monday, and that means the, the strawberry moon means apparently like big changes and like magical shit's about to happen. So my. So you tell me. What? So I'm gonna be able to fly soon. Yes, it's Juneteenth and a strawberry moon. God, that'd be that'd be amazing. And it's Pride I've Month, y'all. To fly. Yeah, even the moon turned gay. It's. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? No, it's, it's about time, Moon. You're about a hundred million years too short, too too late to the party, yeah. but better late than never. Yeah, right. God, it's one giant, one small leap for man. Jesus. Anywho, if we can try to talk about wrestling on this show, yeah, let's. Wrestling was good this week. I liked wrestling this week. Wrestling was fun. I was I was actually very excited to be a wrestling fan this week. Yeah, no, there's a lot of stuff that happened uh, this week. Uh, before we get into, obviously, uh, the, the giant foot pay-per-view, like the, it's called Stomping Grounds, where you where you kick names and, and take ass. Oh, my God. Or take I ass just can't wait until next Monday. I never have to feel ass. that shit again until next year. Oh, yeah, okay. Like, we were, we were supposed to shoot Great Balls of Fire this year. Uh, yeah, just like Great Balls of Fire was supposed to come back, and that didn't happen at I all. I wanted Great Balls of Fire to come back. I did not. I wanted that graphic of the dick again. <laughs> it was so, the greatest graphic of all time. Anyway, before we get into their stomping grounds prediction, it's going to be a main part of a show. That other pro wrestling company in Japan, New Japan Pro Wrestling, released its uh its its competitors in their biggest tournament of the year, the G One Climax Tournament, which gets kicked off. In America, on July 6th, um, at American Airlines Arena in Dallas. So if anybody's ever heard of a G1, um, pretty much what it is, it's their tournament uh, to crown the number one contender for IWGP Heavyweight Championship. And they get a contract in a briefcase, sound familiar, um, <laughs> <laughs> to compete at Wrestle Kingdom, their biggest show 
of the year. So a G1 Supercard tournament is a round robin tournament, and it is in two. There, there's two groups of competitors. So it's block A and block B. Um, it's round robin, so you compete within your block. You get um two points for a win. Uh, one point for a draw and zero points for a loss. And so the person who has the highest score at the end of a round robin, um, from their block faces off in the G1 final against the winner from the other block. And then that person gets the magic briefcase to compete at Wrestle Kingdom. I'm sorry, Rick, I'm going to cut you off right there. The only thing this tournament's missing is the BFG scoring system, which of course is the Bound for Glory series. Um, you get 10 <laughs> points for a submission, minus 10 points for a DQ. That's, we need, we need more advanced uh, scoring tactics in this one. Where's Dixie Carter when you need her? Advanced <laughs> metrics. <laughs> I just had to pull up the blocks because I forgot already who's against who. It's a pretty it's, loaded block, especially amazing. block A. Block A is wild. Block A is absolutely wild. So block A actually is going to start off a G1 um, climax tournament in Dallas on July 6th. So in block A is the current IWGP heavyweight champion, Kazuska Okada, aka the Rainmaker, um, RPW's or Rep Pro Wrestling's British heavyweight champion, Zack Sabre Jr., uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, the ace, um, Kota Ibushi, uh, Evil, Sonata, Bad Luck Fale, Lance Archer, the IWGP junior heavyweight champion, and probably the biggest rising wrestling star um in the world right now will osprey and kenta who you might yeah, and kenta who you might know um as some guy that was an nxc but was injured all the time but before that he was also known as kenta so kenta rounds out block a and block b which will be com- people who are going to be competing in japan which is very interesting here you have the iwgp intercontinental champion tetsuo naito uh the never overweight champion uh ishii tomohiro ishii uh the juice man juice robinson aka the velveteen dream of, N- of njpw uh Turu Yano, Hiroki Goto, the Switchblade and leader of the Bullet Club, Jay White, Jeff Cobb, who may be the ROH World Heavyweight Champion sooner rather than later, um, Shingo Takagi, uh, Tai Chi, and some guy named John Moxley, who's the IWGP United States Champion. I know some of those words. <laughs> I know some of those things. I'm seriously, guys. I'm telling you, this Bound for Glory point system, it's much better. You get 10 <laughs> points for submission, 7 points for pinfall, 5 for count, for count out, 5 for DQ, and minus 10 for DQ. You had, you had James Storm with, no, it's just, they, go, they go with mashing each other in the series. So as of 20, I think this is 2011, James Storm had 66 points at number, at number 1, and Robbie E had 5 at number 13. So let me tell you, it's... The Bound for Glory series was the, my favorite tournament in wrestling back in the day. Yeah, this this is this is the 29th G1. Um, 29? This is the 29th G1 tour. They've been running this thing for a while. How long Which has NJPW been in, uh, as a, a, a company? How long have they been around? 1960-something or 1970? So pretty much just as long as WWE. For the most part, in okay. WWE's current, in WWE's current um, formation. Well, I'll, I'll include um, a WWF with Vince Sr. Yeah. So what what what's interesting here is like I said, Block A, which has you know Okada and Saber and Osprey and Kenta and Abushi and Evil and Sonata, and all of them are going to be featured in America. So you would think that Block A would also feature John Moxley. However, it has come out that AEW 
has barred John Moxley from competing in NJPW shows in America. And he is only a, can exclusively do like American um, indie shows, especially AEW shows in America. Hence why John Moxley hmm. is in block B. I want to say that's uh, fair. Um, like, you know, kind of like dish him out to the other company. But the caveat is because AEW is an American company. So I guess business-wise, I think it's a fair trade and kind of makes sense. This kind of sucks because, you know, it sucks for NJPW. Yeah, it's cause, especially because he's the hottest thing in wrestling right I now. I know, but you know, you want that you want that heat and that glory to stay in AEW. Yeah, it's 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 for to me it sounds very very Vince McMahonish. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say I saw somebody on Twitter comparing Cody Rhodes to Vince McMahon. Hey, that's a compliment well, in my book. Because they're like, how dare you not let John Moxley compete in Dallas? That's not fair. That's what Vince would do. Blah 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 blah. He's, I mean, it's kind of a point, but you also got to see it from a managerial perspective. You got to protect your new product. As, as I actually, this is, this is, this is what I said when I got, when I got like off my job. Hey, it's not personal, Sonny. It's just business. I legit, <laughs> yeah. I legit said that in the meeting. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I was like, it's not personal, man. It's just business. <laughs> yeah, it, it's one of those things. It's a, it's a hard decision because you obviously want to see uh, somebody like John Moxley really profit. Right now, since he's, you know, now he's a free man and everything, and he's been going wild on the indies. Uh, however, he did sign a contract with AEW, and yeah. he has to abide by that contract. I don't think this hurts Moxley at all. It might hurt him in the pocketbook a little bit, but... Slightly. Slight, slightly. But slightly, but I mean, he, he still gets the rub. He gets to compete exclusively in Japan. Yeah, that's a huge deal. That's, he just got and out And JPW can sell it to their home fans, which I don't think it's a bad deal at all. Like, listen, listen, fans, you've been loyal to us forever. Here's the hottest thing in wrestling, just exclusively for you. If the Americans are bitching, boo-hoo. You have WWE every other week that comes to your yeah. neighborhood. And you can watch them on NJPW World, which is a great streaming service. Like, you, you I take it back. It's, this is not a this is not a bad business move for NJPW. I think it's this is a very fair deal. It sucks for the American audience, but hey, we're oversaturated as it is. Yeah, we get a lot, anyways. Um, so speaking of which, this tournament is going to last for a while. It's pretty much going to be all summer. Uh, so let's let's do a little bit of quick prediction since we're in the business of predicting things, uh, especially this week. Uh, so who wins out of Block A? Kate Murphy. Block A. Uh, I think it's going to be Osprey. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with me too. I'm going with Will Tarashuk as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they spelled your name wrong on the poster, guys. So I, I fucking you know. hate it when they do that. I got I got a call. <laughs> Who's the head of NJPW? I don't know. I forgot. Well, whatever it is, I, I got to call him. Isn't Thomas A R A S H U K? That's how you spell it. As soon as I have enough money for a lawyer, I'm gonna get one. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm going with I'm going with Osprey as well. All Look right. at the I, year I, he's I've... having. Like, Kenta is a close second, I think. Kenta could make a good splash. I mean, he just came back. That's why he's if, not... if Osprey weren't in Block A, I would have said Kenta, but. Look at Osprey. It's going to be him for sure. Give Kenta a good showing. The problem with Kenta is he's been so irrelevant for the past like four years. Some fault his own, most of it not his fault. Um, but, you know, give him a good showing and reintroduce him back to the product and make, make fans remember oh, yeah, this is what this guy can do. Hit a few GTSs and then he'll have a good career moving forward. 
And to, even but, if but Kenta win... loses, it won't hurt him. He just exactly. came back. He just came back. Let's he give him a good lose. run. Yeah. It's just the G1 thing. You, it's, just, it's, it's really made, in my opinion, for established stars and to and to like keep them established or to someone who's like on the cusp of being established. Kenta, you yeah. need to reestablish. Yeah, it's this is and it also helps set up feuds, especially for Wrestle Kingdom. Exactly. Because this is gonna last for a while. This is actually ideally this is how you would set up a King of the Ring tournament, to be honest with yes. you. You know. Um, so interesting thing as well as I'm reading up on the G one, um, is that here's a couple of caveats in the G one tournament. Any wrestler who defeats a champion that is in the tournament is eligible to challenge for that champion's title. Additionally, hmm. Any any wrestler or who beats or draws the eventual tournament winner can challenge that winner to a match for his Wrestle Kingdom contract. Oh my goodness! Interesting. I like so I like the fir- I like the I like on. the first step. The second one's a little confusing. So pretty much, if it's round robin, so right. eventually people are going to lose or win. But if you take a loss, it doesn't mean that you're going to lose the whole tournament. So you can take a loss or a couple losses and probably come back and win the tournament. So if one of those people that beat you during that tournament, um, if one of those people beat you during that tournament and you end up being the tournament winner, that person you, who okay. beat you can challenge you for the contract. Got it. Okay, that actually that actually makes sense. I actually like that too. Being like, I beat you, so I should actually have a chance at this briefcase. Ugh, clever girl. Up. Right? Clever. God, right. I love Japan. <laughs> they have some good things going. It's like, it's like they, they put anime storylines <laughs> in wrestling. I love it. Right? <laughs> it's, it's, it's like they used logic <laughs> and figured it all out. <laughs> it's all the you, sushi man. they eat. They're smarter than we are. They just need a point so. system. <laughs> They have a point system. Pound for Glory point system, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Episode title right there. No, it's Bound for Juneteenth. Is this Bound for Juneteenth? Bound for Juneteenth. Um, that might get us in trouble, but whatever. I'm I'm running the show. So who comes out of Block B? Block B again is Naito, Ishii, Juice Robinson, Toro Yano, Hiroki Goto, Jay White, Jeff Cobb. Uh, Shingo Takagi, Tai Chi, and John Moxley. I don't think John Moxley gets out of this. No. Um, it's it's gotta go with be Jeff Cobb. It's gonna be. I think it's gotta be one of the Japanese stars. Ooh, because I mean, do you really want your your G one tournament to have two Americans in it in the final? Well, Osprey's well, British. Osprey's, Osprey's British. All they right, don't do want, want two white people to do this. That's what I mean. Let me let me rephrase. Do you want two non Japanese people? Gotcha. Uh, uh, that makes sense. So you got to have at least one, you know, homegrown talent. Right. Naito. Naito's been on a tear. I can see Naito. Um, I can't see Ishii. I could see Jay White, leader of the Bullet Club, because mm-hmm. he ate Jay he White, ate that loss good. at uh at Madison Square Garden. Because he had to, right? And, and what has he really done since? <laughs> and the Bullet Club is really a dying mm, brand anyway. Dude. Yeah, he could you know rebring up the Bullet Club with a win here. It's a lot. I mean, I can also see Abushi winning Block B. I do like Abushi. He's jacked out of his mind. He's it's really scary. Terrifying. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a lot, and I, I'm very interested. Uh, like I said, June six is the G one um, 
you know, G1 Climax beginning of a tournament, I'll be getting a tattoo that entire day. So I'll be watching that on my phone pretty much the entire time as I'm getting tatted. Uh, but let's move along here. So the winner should be announced at some point uh, down the line. But another big news thing that came out this week was that uh, the SB Awards are coming up in July. I, which I, is very, I very just soon. saw this, Rick. I'm glad you're bringing this up because I'm, I'm very and, interested. And WWE is actually getting... Uh, a cat the category of their own at the ESPYs for the first time ever and it's about time since we kind of given them what we gave them the rock um we gave them john cena hosted the event roman reigns uh presented i think one time yeah he i think did he do the uh like not wasn't actual sports awards like one of those charity awards like the Connors cure award like one of those kind of something like oh, no he accepted the, on uh, behalf he accepted on behalf of w oh that's right yeah, he accepted like some for it was for like their charity work for Connors Cure. Right, 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 right. He, he accepted on behalf, and it wasn't televised, I believe. Interesting. Okay, it wasn't televised. So what, what's one, what's the award? What's the category? Like, what's we need these? It is. It's pretty. It's moment of the year. Best WWE moment. It's gonna be Roman Reigns' fucking. I'm in remission, y'all. I don't think it is. You think it's gonna be Glock Kofi? Well, so here's so the the WWE moment. Uh, the the, uh, the nominees are for moment of the year: Roman Reigns returning to the ring, mm-hmm. Becky two belts um, at winning at WrestleMania thirty five, uh, Kofi Kingston winning the WWE title at WrestleMania thirty five, or Ronda Rousey women winning the women's title at SummerSlam. Absolutely not, Ronda Rousey. <laughs> see, I could see all of those winning for many different reasons. Now, the wrestling fan in me goes, "Of course, it's not going to be Ronda Rousey." But the ESPN, but it could be Ronda. The ESPN in me goes, "Of course, it's going to be Ronda Rousey." <laughs> like, like the rest of the sports world, if you want to legitimize, legitimize WWE to the rest of the sports nation, I think it's got to go to Ronda. Oh. I but, have something I once we discuss this. I have a Ronda sidebar. I need to kind of like get off my chest ooh, for a hot minute. Let's go, ooh. girl. Let's go. Let's. Oh. You know what? I you know. But I, I I think about it too. But I'm just like you know what? Everybody's in on the fix with with with. with you know, wrestling at the moment. Everybody kind of knows what the stick is. So why not have fun with it? And also it's, it, I'm very biased because this is like, this was the moment for me this year. It's Kofi winning. Yeah. If I, if I, if I was, if I was on the committee, if I was on the Oscar committee, I would, I would choose Kofi personally. I would vote for Kofi. I think it's the bigger moment. It's stole a short mania. Um, yeah, it, it could be Becky Lynch. Cause the whole women's movement thing and the whole women in 2019 thing is the biggest thing ever. Um, and you yeah. know, hooray for women, but the, the finish was botched. Oh, because freaking, um, Ronda couldn't keep her shoulders yeah. down. And, and the, <laughs> unfortunately the main event was rushed cause rain was coming, but, which really threw, yeah, which really also, threw all it, three of them off, unfortunately. It also happened after midnight. <laughs> that that as well. But I, I think I think it's gotta be Kofi. You know, he has the he has the he has the appeal. He has the fan. He's the family man. You know, bring his kids out. They, he's the strongest looking champion in WWE right yeah, now. And they can even say the first black man to win the actual WWE champion. And it's a good it's a good moment. It's good press. Good PR. Just think about the new day on the ESPYS. Think of their pancake suits. <laughs> just think just think of what they will come out with think of what they'll say <laughs> in front of all of these athletes mm-hmm. like they could they could literally steal the espies and people would love it mm-hmm. all right kate you i want to hear our uh, ronda rousey sidebar please okay so i was thinking about this today at work because work was especially uneventful today and i thought about random shit 
I feel like since Ronda Rousey has taken her, um, what is she calling this? Her impregnation vacation? <laughs> yeah, impregnation vacation. I feel like since Ronda Rousey has been on her impregnation vacation, the women's division has just become an afterthought again, and it's really kind of disheartening. Uh, I would say nay, especially with this week's programming. I mean, Sonya looks fantastic this week. Like, this week was a, was better in wrestling in general. Wrestling overall yes. was very mediocre this week, but, like, it's better than it's been. It, However, it has like, its moments. I'm oh, sorry, Kate, continue. Just, like, apart from, like, things going on, like, with, like, Becky and Lacey, like, most of the women's division, it's just, they're not being thought of and there's no consideration. I just think it's really crappy that now that, because Ronda Rousey's out of, like, the ring for a little while, they're not going to care as much. I mean, I would say that that's kind of a status quo. It's whatever, it's whoever's a champion gets a spotlight with whoever they decide is their opponent, and then everybody else is kind of left by the wayside. The only thing they're really semi-developing is this Ember Moon and Ember Moon and Mandy Rose Sonya Deville thing, mm-hmm. which actually got some screen time and wasted a lot of donuts, which I was really, really upset about. I was so hurt. Uh, yeah, I, I was too. Especially if you note if you um no, I only know this because I watch Up Up Down Down. Is that Sonia Deville and Mandy Rose have a YouTube show called The Mandy's Donuts, where they go around the nation and they try to find the best glazed donut in America. They talk about that and ride along too. They always those bitches are always eating donuts. Always eating donuts. I, I love it honestly. <laughs> no, I, I I do I do agree with Kate. Um, the women's division has taken a big step back since WrestleMania. Becky Lynch's momentum has been cut in half since losing both belts, which is very unfortunate. The Lacey Evans thing is is still good in my opinion, but Bailey and Bliss are in this petty seventh grade bitch feud of, oh my God, you see what I said on Twitter? I didn't say that. It's just so petty and it's seventh grade drama. Although it did get better on SmackDown. I did like that work shoot promo. Yes, I did as well. But it also gives props and a lot of credit to Ronda Rousey for, for her carrying that division on her back for a year. Yeah, but you can also make the argument is that it was too much Ronda. Yeah. And it took away from everybody else. Yeah, and then Becky, and then and it was really it was Ronda and Becky for the entire year. Yeah. Do you think Evolution would have happened if, if Ronda Rousey didn't sign with the WWE? Yes. Absolutely not. I do. Really? Yeah, I don't think it would have been as successful or I've gotten much attention, but I think it definitely would have happened. Fair. I don't I don't know. I like I don't know. I feel like Ronda was the key to a lot of stuff as Me they did. Me too. And I'm starting to like I don't know. I mean if you if you look at the Ronda twenty four, WWE did everything in their power to make sure that she signed. Like they gave her, they gave her Brian Kendrick personal sessions. Mm-hmm. She got her, she like did sessions in the PC, mm-hmm. like with, with, with like drapes around her, her and the four horsewomen. Like, you know, I mean, it doesn't, it also helps that uh, Marina Shafir is married to Roderick Strong. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't think Roddy was in her ear being like, you need to join? Yeah. I mean, but Wanda Rouse you know. was also the perfect person to do it. She was, yeah, she was arguably the biggest female athlete ever i would say maybe behind serena williams but with of her generation of her generation with like with the mainstream appeal with the money factor the popularity and just the The smile smile like the like the 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 kids love the men love the women loved her everyone loved her she was the right person at the right time for the wwe and she was really the only person who could have done it they like charlotte maybe 
but it wouldn't have reached the wider audience. But Ronda Rousey is an international superstar. And that's why it works. And that's why it worked. Yeah. Yeah. And he means to get on. everyone off topic. I was just no, uh, I was it, thinking it's about fine. it. We've been doing a lot of predictions and we're going to continue to do a lot of predictions as the show moves forward. But right now, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we are going to get into kicking ass and taking names yeah. with this stomping ground pay-per-view oh, prediction. We're on we this will shit again. We will be right <laughs> back. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, guys? This is Mr. Monday Morning Mance Chapel inviting you to join me every Monday morning for The Gift of Podcast. I'll give you thoughts on today's wrestling, but I'll also hop in the Wayback Machine and we'll take a look at wrestling's past. And my God, sometimes it gets ugly. Don't take my word for it. Come hear it for yourself every Monday morning on Wrestle Addict Radio. This is The Gift of Podcast. This is your resident smart slayer, Doc Haas, from the Fourth Wall WrestleCast, and you're listening to Wrestle Addict Radio. Right, folks, welcome back, and now it is time to take names and kick ass or whatever you. the shit is called. Shut it is. Call. <laughs> it is it's, it's maggle, damn it. Oh. <laughs> it is time to go into our stomping ground uh, predictions for this lowly anticipated pay-per-view that's in the middle of the summer. Uh, so <laughs> let's start off with a really, really hot feud. Um, you can see how excited we are for this, especially Kate. Uh, they're very excited. <laughs> um, you did it! <laughs> yes! You said they're very excited! <laughs> yes, got it. Um, so let's actually start Sorry, with a hot feud. I'm so happy. <laughs> We're talking about a hot feud here on Stopping Grounds pay-per-view. Um, it's the Battle of the Daddies uh, for Kate Murphy. Roman uh, Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. And this feud took a really, really big turn into something kind of exciting with everything going on in wrestling this week. You know what it was? It was just, it was so believable. It was just like, it's like if this happened in real life, as he, he said the kids, Roman's just like, well, fuck, now I gotta whip your ass. Like, he's like, I don't have a choice. Like, now I wish, now I have to do it. The best part was Drew just kept talking <laughs> to an empty <laughs> ring. <laughs> and Roman just completely no sold it. I was just like, damn, that's just, it was very realistic because I think any, any dad and any person really can relate. If you just mention my kids, it's like, well, now I have to go kick your ass. Yeah, I think uh, Roman even brought it up in the second part of his twenty four, where he was like, "If you like, if you mention my kids, I don't even think about being a wrestler anymore." Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's just, a low blow. It's a low blow. You just shouldn't cross ever. Yeah, and and he crossed and then brought him out. And for for the Roman character and and for Joe as a person, it works. Yeah, it's very badass. It, yeah, it's the Roman that we want to see like all the time. Mm-hmm. Just minimal talking, just ass whipping. Yeah, literally is- when he Superman punched out of the WWE universe the other day, I, I, I shit you not, I stopped breathing, and I think that's when I texted. I think the Patreon chat, the group me chat, and tweeted at the same time. <laughs> this is not a drill. He's back. Daddy Roman is back. <laughs> that makes me happy. I'm sorry, I was mad at you for two months. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> because he wasn't doing anything. He was just being forced down our throats. I still don't like that he's on twice a week. I don't I still don't want to see him twice a week. I don't want to see anyone twice a week. Exactly. Even like Alistair Black, who I love and he's who my, my favorite wrestler. 
I don't want to see him twice a week. I want some people one day and some people another day. I want a variety. Yeah. It's because the honestly, one of the best parts about SmackDown, like over the past year, when I actually watched, was that they never had raw recaps ever. Because never, it was not com- even a it was segment. Because com- it was completely different. Different show, different storylines, everything. It's just one and the same all over again. And that's the problem when they... Um, like, what's Chad Gable doing with the writing shit down? I'm actually pretty interested in that. He's also been featured on 205 Live. Um, like, if SmackDown was but, exclusive, we've got a little more of that. But anyway, back, back, yeah. back to the Battle of the Daddies. Yeah, Daddy, um, daddy Warfare. I, I, Who wins this? I think Drew needs the win is to keep his credibility, but it's going to be Roman. Yeah, I agree. It'll be Roman. But then again, we keep but we keep thinking Roman's going to win. Roman lost at Super Showdown. No, you know what it is? We 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 keep thinking Shane's going to lose. It's a difference. Because every time he fights the Miz, he's going to lose. He fights Roman, oh, he's definitely going to lose. Fuck, he keeps winning. And now they're going to feed him Drew and Roman's going to win because he's the top dog. Roman won. Roman beat Drew at Mania, lest we forget. Mm-hmm. So Drew could witness and continue. The Shane heel thing is like the biggest. Shane's the biggest heel in the company. Him and his posse of whatever you want to call him are oh, the biggest I'm heels in the Shane company. Shane and friends. Shane and friends. Because literally on, on TV they keep calling to a Shane and his friends. <laughs> I don't Shano and the Max. Like I don't know. Like the Max Shano is too. Shano and the Max. No, it's mm, just it's, it's Shane and friends. Shane and Shane? apostrophe friends. It's like what I used to call Destiny's Child, Beyonce, and friends. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can even put F I R N D Z friends. <laughs> friends make it cool. Yeah, make it for the kids. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I'm torn, but for some reason I see Drew winning here. Drew hasn't gotten a quality win in a while, mm-hmm. and I really just enjoy seeing the Claymore kick. It's great. It's one of the best moves in wrestling. It's a great name too, mm-hmm. the Claymore. Yeah, this is especially a giant like, sword. <laughs> And Who's if you've seen Drew McIntyre and ah <laughs> oh, boo, <laughs> but if you've seen Drew McIntyre in person, which I know Will and I have, Lord Almighty, he's a massive man. You, like you, just, I, you keep looking up, yeah, <laughs> you never stop. I, I couldn't imagine being kicked by that man in the face at full speed. No, <laughs> <Ow. laughs> motherfucker. Yeah. yeah, just uh, how many spears do we see in this match? Let's have some fun. Three. He's gonna spear Shane too. So you're gonna, <laughs> and that's how Drew's gonna win. I wouldn't be surprised if honestly, before the bell rings, Shane comes out, makes it a lumberjack match. You see the revival. You see Elias. You see Shane on the outside. As the only four lumberjacks. Yeah, and Roman is, <laughs> and Roman just beats them all up. What that what would could be actually, enjoyable? You know, but what's really cool about this is that they, if they play this right, WWE has an opportunity <laughs> to actually put together legitimately the bloodline mm-hmm. of Roman and the Usos. So the Usos and the Revival kind of have this thing. And if they merge those storylines together, you have the bloodline versus, you know, obviously Shane Shane and Friends. And that could be a good feud, especially going into SummerSlam. That would be an excellent feud. And that would be the only way to make all of the bullshit seem worth it. Mm-hmm. Because everything is very kind of patchy. This is an opportunity to make everything cohesive. Even if they didn't plan on going in this direction... They can pretend like they were like, oh, we had this planned all along. And I mean, WWE has come out, especially on Instagram, and called them the bloodline. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is the that perfect time poster, to actually though. run with it. So how many? There's four or five on Shane. So we got Elias, the Revival, Drew, and Shane. That's five. That's five. And you got and three on the other side. Three. Throw the Miz in, and maybe 
But it's not a bloodline. I, it's I just know, the but you have like a five it's on the, five. That would be what the Miz and Friends versus Shane and Friends. It's dumb. <laughs> yeah. No offense, Will. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, they should be the bloodline and have the brood entrance. Oh my god, <laughs> Christian's just like, hey guys. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and have Christian in the back and be like, hey, guys, what's going on? Gimmick is what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, let me hit the unprettier on you real quick. <laughs> oh, my God, so good. All right, so I'll moving speak, along. I have a, a, a brief McMahon sidebar as well. Go ahead. What is your McMahon sidebar? I was in Starbucks this morning, and one of my old customers bumped into me, and according to him, um, Trips and Stephanie are getting divorced. <gasps> they're not. No, they're not. I was gonna say, <laughs> I don't believe not. that at all. I don't believe that at all. And then he tries to tell me he goes, he goes. So Randy Orton's going to the WEA, and I'm like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> WEA? AEW. Oh, the Wrestling Elite oh. Alliance. <laughs> the WEA, and I'm like, I'm like the what? I'm like, I'm like, yeah, Randy Orton's in the WWE. He goes, no, he's going to the WEA, and I'm like. <laughs> Kate, who did you serve at Starbucks? <laughs> Where did you put his drinks? <laughs> he wanted a mocha latte and I'm getting roofied. This was the same customer that got me the VIP uh, bar tickets for SummerSlam two years ago. So I can't like fault on this man too hard. Okay. But like I don't even I don't even like work there anymore. And like anytime he sees me, he still makes a point to tell me some sort of wrestling story, even if it's completely inact inaccurate. Like Randy Orton's going to the WEA and the, the mm. McMahons are getting divorced. I just, uh, you know, you know, he's trying. It was really, it's so, it's pure, but WEA. Yeah, I guess. All right, so let's move <laughs> along. Uh, next next match we have on here, uh, according to PW Scorecards, which is the, uh, the scorecards that we're using, shout out to PW Scorecards, uh, the New Day, which is Biggie and Xavier Woods versus Team Cammy. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I love the fact that Cammy's back because they're so funny as a tandem. Um, but I mean, it's a tag match we've kind of already seen, and it's great and all. Is it going to matter in the grand scheme of things? I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, uh, it's one of those things that could be a pre show thing. It probably won't be because it's Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and the New Day. Uh. But we'll just say um, if it's gonna if it's on the main card, if it's on the main card, the um, Cami will win. If it's on the pre-show, the New Day will win. I a hundred percent agree with that, word for word. <laughs> just how I feel because you're gonna have the heels go over. But if it's the pre-show, you gotta have people happy, so you'd have a New Day win. What are your thoughts, Kate? I agree. New Day is gonna win. <laughs> Love the enthusiasm. So let's move along. Let's keep this. Let's keep this energy up. Hold on. I need, I need this. energy. Oh, just wait till we get Dolph Ziggler. I have a big Dolph Ziggler sidebar when we get there. Don't you worry. I, yes. found, I finally figured it out. I finally it clicked today watching SmackDown. I was like, I clicked. This. I get it. I finally get what I be fucking hate on this guy. Side you should see. You, you should see my Instagram story today about Dolph Ziggler. Mm. Let me <laughs> check Dolph it out. It's a Dolph Ziggler meme. Uh, you want to read it out loud, Kate? It's I also the same thing on my Snapchat. All right, hold on. It's on your Instagram story? Yeah, and it's also on my Snapchat. It's literally the same thing. Adam Ambassador Biggs. 
<laughs> Adam Bachelor Big Jam. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, follower Will. Fuck you. When your crush tells you she's not ready for a relationship, motherfucker. When your crush tells you she's not ready for a relationship yet, what the fuck? It keeps going away. Just put your put your thumb on the screen and hold it down. When your crush you tells that? you she's not ready for yes. a relationship yet, but she starts dating another dude three days later. It should have been me. <laughs> <laughs> God, I feel that in my soul. <laughs> I can't I believe I, I a... couldn't read a fucking snap story. It's happened. At least you're going to be going to the WEA soon. The Wrestling Elite Alliance. <laughs> Can we have that be our um our fake wrestling um company? W-E-A? Our fake wrestling company. Yeah, <laughs> the Wrestling yeah. Elite Alliance. <laughs> Totally not AEW. <laughs> oh my god! Um, so moving along, it's time to um, do uh, uh, lift weights and eat steaks. So some steaks and weights. The SmackDown Tag Team Championship: Heavy Machinery versus uh, the new Daniel Bryan and uh, Rody Eric Rowan. You know, I couldn't agree more with everything Daniel Bryan said on commentary on Tuesday, and Rowan too. His commentary <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> 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 the best part was he had the headset on the whole time. Didn't say a goddamn word. Didn't say a word. <laughs> nah, he's right. They're like, the, the, the WWE tag team division is a joke. And heavy machinery is a joke. The B team were jokes. The revival were jokes. Double D-Lo were jokes. Chad and Gable were jokes. Did you say Chad and Gable? Yeah, I did say Chad and Gable. Bobby Roode and Chad Gable <laughs> were jokes. Like, Eric Rowan is a walking joke. <laughs> no one's bald with a long ginger beard. That has never been done in the history of ever. Although, there will be the, a- the, the WEA champion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But no, it's, it's got to be D-Bry, D-Bry and his tree. <laughs> I am not Groot. I am not Groot. <laughs> I am Rowan. <laughs> um, I don't know. I like heavy. I mean, if you want to give heavy machinery a shock win, but I think you got to give heavy machinery some adversity because even though they are kind of a joke and gimmick thing, they're really entertaining. Otis Dozovich is hysterical. Oh, I love them. I think they're, I love them. I love him. That being said, they're a joke I laugh at, so I like them. <laughs> yeah. Like he, like his, like when he hulked up on, on, on the Tuesday, it was the funniest thing in the world. He starts like shaking his legs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. And, and he does the worm. It's just, it's too funny. It's too good. Their finisher, I think is awesome. But compactor. Oh, I you guys. Absolutely mm-hmm. fabulous. Um, but they need some adversity in this entire thing. And so heavy machinery is going to lose. And the new Daniel Bryan um, and and uh, Rody Rowan, I guess I'll call him, moves on. Yeah. Uh, I love that we've lost Will a little bit here. Like, do you see where he's paused at right now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to screenshot it and meme it. You should. <laughs> Well, let me see if I can actually get it on my phone and then we'll try to try to have we'll come chime back in. <laughs> oh, this is perfect. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. 
Oh, that's a beaut. <laughs> I'm going to meme he as well. Left. He's... He He'll come back in a second. <laughs> yeah, no, my internet went on my phone, on my computer, but not my other computer or my phone. So here we are. Okay, so is your audio still there? Yeah, yeah, no, we're good. Oh, okay. Uh, so all right, so <laughs> well, I gotta show you the. the I'm gonna meme where your uh, where your camera went out. Oh, let's fucking it's go. Fucking let, me, let me see this. Oh, it's fucking amazing. Do, can you see us or not? Yeah, I can. I can see you. My camera's off, but I can see you here. Camera's all on. Right, hold on. Hi. This is you. You're gonna be the next big meme. What am I doing? (laughs) What's the meme gonna say? I don't know yet. I haven't figured it out. But you're gonna be the next big meme of the internet. The next 7-Eleven European champion. I I pooped today. (laughs) Alright, let's continue. Anywho, uh, like I was saying, um, so yeah. Uh, as entertaining as heavy machinery is, they need some adversity, and no better person to give them adversity uh, other than Daniel Bryan and Tree Man Rody Rowan. So <laughs> they're gonna win. They're gonna win. I mean, this is scheduling to be a very downer of a pay per view, but there are gonna be some high sl- highlights and some high spots potentially on the main card. Uh, the cruiserweight championship uh, triple threat match. Uh, Long Island's own Tony Nice and Nice's Pieces uh, versus Akira Tozawa and Drew Gulak, who has been on a pretty good run, especially with his matches with Kushida down in NXT. So who wins this triple threat cruiserweight match? I'm going to go with Kate, since I believe you watched 205 a little bit more than both of us. Um, I'm actually behind us, actually. on 205 Live, unfortunately. I have, Interesting. I've been like, following the highlights. I have a feeling Gulak's going to take it. He's really on fire right now. He's doing wonders in NXT. I'm sorry? He's doing wonders in NXT. He's he's doing so great. And I want to see Tony keep it, obviously. Like, I'm very, obviously, partial towards Tony Nese. But... It's a Long Island thing. Yeah. Obviously. But I I think it's done, unfortunately. I, I hope not. I mean, Tony says he's having a great run. I've been following Tony Nese on Instagram. I didn't even know he had a child, actually. Uh, yeah. He's a little daughter. Uh, it's, it's cute and everything. Um, But I don't know. He like I feel like he just won it at he Mania. So I don't see him losing it right now. Although, if he loses to anybody, I would love Drew Gulak to get it. Because Drew's amazing. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's a different type of cruiserweight. He's a technical wizard in the ring. Like, he is... He's a wrestler. He's a wrestler's wrestler, for sure. Mm. You know, hundred percent. If, if you, yeah, if you think about, it, he's a wrestler's wrestler, um, and he'd be fantastic with his heel work and the whole no fly zone thing, and you, you know, um, but I don't know if he gets it now. Maybe he gets it. Maybe he gets screwed out of it during the triple threat, and he gets a one on one at SummerSlam. And wins it there. I'd rather see Drew Gulak win the big, big, win a big one at a at a big four pay per view, especially because he's like a founding member of Two Hundred Five Live. So he, I feel like he deserves a bigger spotlight. He does deserve a bigger spotlight, but who knows if he'll get it? You know, and of course he's entertaining as hell. Like whether he's a like a serious heel or just a comedy guy with his powerpoints. Like the powerpoint presentation thing was one of what the is my funniest things, things in the world in WWE. <laughs> Yeah, and he never got past, like, PowerPoint number five, I think. I want all of it. I've been waiting years for the rest of it. <laughs> what was it, like, 76 slides? Something like that. Give it to me, Drew Gulak. 
come on. <laughs> I always wanted. I always wanted his shirt. The uh, make two hundred five live great again. For real. Or no, Drew Gulak for a better two hundred five live, but they never sold it. I wanted that I, shirt. I believe it's his own design. Yeah. I don't think. I don't think he wants to give away the rights to WWE. I don't blame him. It's a great shirt. It is a great shirt. All right, so let's go. Let's move on to what I believe will be the show stealer and probably also the match of the night: the United States Championship, Samoa Joe versus Ricochet. Are we gonna? Are we gonna not talk about Ricochet today? What do you mean? Did you guys not see them? What, what the hell are you talking Videos about? Videos about of Ricochet came out today. What do you mean? Like video videos. Like what do you mean video Was videos? Was he said he fucked Edge too? Cage has a type, man, my god. <laughs> it's not Cage, it's himself. What do you mean? What? He is jerk off in front of a mirror? There are videos of him jerking off, but allegedly he also fingers himself in the ass in the videos. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, Mr. O'Shea. <laughs> you dirty dog. So I was literally at work this morning. <laughs> and my... <laughs> Wait, did you two really not know? No. Not a clue. Yeah. I wish I didn't. I'm a fan of his. Oh, oh my God. I have a <laughs> selfie with him in New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> God, if I only knew, because he's like he's standing behind me too. If I only knew, if I only knew how much danger I was in. All right, so he's like a Louis C.K. of WWE. <laughs> okay. No, so like my, I have another like wrestling group chat that I'm a part of. So I was at work this morning, and I just see the link, and then I click it, and I just. I had to, I literally had to walk off of the floor. I'm like, oh my god, I need to, and I, I, I saw it. So you, so you, you've seen this video footage. How I big? Just saw it. <laughs> uh, it's it's quite big. Length and girth. Um, <laughs> Length and girth. Girth. Putting that gimmick back. So literally. <laughs> And also keep in mind, like I've been single for like a while. So like that was the first like penis I've seen in a long time. And I was like, you know, the meme I, I love of Alistair Black where he's like clutching his chest. Yeah, that was me when I watched this. I was like, <gasps> <laughs> like oh, I haven't seen one of those in a while. It was, it was a while. <laughs> oh, it's been a minute since I've seen something that big. Well, it looks like it's not going to steal a shirt. It looks like it might be a squash match. <laughs> it's going to be one of those quickies. <laughs> <laughs> a little sneak attack from the back and it's over sneak attack from the back <laughs> let's let's just say smoke Joe will be protected <laughs> one and only <laughs> So <laughs> next match, so man. Now, so, yeah. so, so now that Kate has ruined the show stealer. Oh, no, no, that stole the show all right. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> let's move along. Oh my god. Um, let's move along to uh to uh the SmackDown Women's Championship match. Uh, SmackDown Women's Champion Bailey instead. <laughs> versus versus raw competitor Alexa Bliss with uh, Happy Go Lucky Nikki Cross. So they had an interesting feud or an interesting uh, moment of bliss on SmackDown where they were almost clearly shooting on each other um, a lot, especially Bliss be pretty much saying that Bailey in real life is actually a piece of shit. Um, and that she, and that Bailey peaked in NXT, which I thought was a really hard jab. Um, and that, uh, and, and, uh, Bailey going off on Bliss being like, you'll get with anybody to get, to make your way to the top, you know, and Bliss was known as a ring rat back, oh, back in NXT. She's dating Buddy Murphy. All right. Like, she, That's I not true at all. Engage, whatever. <laughs> well, Buddy Murphy was a forgotten person, and now he's the uh, what's Buddy Murphy the um, the best kept secret. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know what. There's a lot that can happen here because you have Nikki Cross as this wild card, um, where she's playing like this this shy girl next door, which is really kind of freaking weird. Um, and she's kind of believing everything Alexa Bliss says. And I, you what have is Bailey she turning. Who says she turns? I've heard some wild theories about what could happen. Hit me. Um, one is that, especially the way things have been going, maybe we're setting up a double turn. With who? With Bailey and Bliss. Bliss becomes a face, Bailey becomes a heel. Stop it. It's just, I mean, it's Bailey has been a lot more vicious lately in the ring. There's hints about it, and there's Bliss being a little bit more, you know, softer and trying to pander to the crowd. And you also have Nikki as a person that she's trying to kind of obviously, you know, coddle. I just don't know if they're ever, WWE's ever going to commit fully to Bailey being a full on heel. Like, look at her merch. I mean, we never thought Hogan would be a heel, and look what the hell happened. Yeah, look um, at his merch. <laughs> yeah, the march. True, true. <laughs> so it could have. I don't know which way this goes. Obviously, Nikki Cross is going to get involved. Um, I would not want to see Bliss win this because it just totally screws things up. Because Bliss is a raw person who would win a SmackDown title. So does that mean she goes all the way over to SmackDown? Or does no, she well, this, like this this has yeah. Bailey all over it. Yeah, this ne- Bailey needs to win this, especially after her Money in the Bank monumental win. She needs to keep this momentum going. Yeah, she's such a she's such a face. It's not even funny. <laughs> yeah, she 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 is a face that is trying to run a place. Um, <clears throat> so let's move on to the next match: uh, Raw Women's Championship, uh, Becky Lynch um, versus Lacey Evans. I don't one think we one. need this fucking rematch. <laughs> We don't, but I love their dynamic. I know you do. I this is this match is just it's pandering to you at this point. I'm okay, I'm okay with that. <laughs> Every time I see Lacey Evans, I get more attracted to her for some reason. I know she mentioned she was a marine on TV, and I was just like, oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, I can too. do boot camp in the morning and run something by night. I'm just like, yeah, you can. <laughs> I was about to text Ricky when that happened too. I'm like, yo, your wife's on TV. Yeah. All right. Not only was she a Marine, she was like a Marine drill sergeant. So she taught other Marines how to be a Marine. Do you know how badass you have to be to do that? Yeah. Tell people they can suck a golf ball through a garden hose. How hard can it be? <laughs> no, not to, to make yourself a drill sergeant. Like you have to be almost batshit insane. 
Oh, I bet. I feel like dating her would be frightening. What's up? Did I lose Kate? Did we lose Hi, Kate? I'm here. Okay. Cool. Oh, okay. I said I feel like dating her would be frightening. <laughs> she's married. No, she's married. Hypothetically, of course. <laughs> Just the hypothetical situation of dating someone that is not only a Marine, but they train the Marines how to be Marines. And that's your partner. Yeah, I wonder who wears the pants in that family. Not, <laughs> yeah. not the not Marine. That's for goddamn sure. I'll give you sure. three guesses, and there's only two of them. <laughs> Unless he's, like, also a Marine as well. Like, who knows who her husband is? That is true. You know, we just be just a giant military family we don't even know. I hope he's, like, some kind of, like, fucking, like, has some, like, weird hippie job. Like, he's, like, a hummingbird, like, f- collector or some shit. You know, this is like 10 years ago when we had the Lacey Evans character. I would love for her to be managed by, like, Sergeant Slaughter. It would just be per- wrestling yeah. perfection. Absolute wrestling I'd perfection. Sergeant so Slaughter trains Lacey Evans. That's an order. <laughs> yeah, that's an order. <laughs> <laughs> what could happen, like, if Lacey Evans needs a, sub- needs a submission finisher, Sergeant Slaughter should give her the Cobra Clutch. Yeah, that shit hurts. He put me in it. <laughs> Does it really hurt? No, he didn't put he didn't apply pressure. Fair. Fair. I, I saw from right. I saw like a motherfucker, but look at the picture. That will Tarashuk. <laughs> I did see it. Um in a in in a, in a, uh for who wins this match actually. Becky. Um Becky. Becky. I'm gonna say by DQ. I think Lacey Evans does something heelish. Nefarious by the yeah, nefarious as, I as a dusty that. person I love would that once word. say. Nefarious. <laughs> as a dusty person would once say by nefarious ways. Um, and Becky keeps these because she keeps her momentum because she was just at the MTV Movie Awards and they won an award. So Becky wins. Uh, moving along. Championship round now, folks. Championship round. Kofi Kingston versus It's Gonna Be Me, Dolph Ziggler. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Sideberg. Sideberg. All right. So anyone who knows me and my wrestling fandom, is I've always hated Dolph Ziggler, and I couldn't never really fully explain why, and it finally clicked. Have you ever been to the movies in like September, like early October, and you go, oh my God, you know what this movie is? It's fucking Oscar bait. And that's what Dolph Ziggler is. Dolph Ziggler is the biggest form of WWE Oscar bait that's ever been. (laughs) He's just a fucking Captain Tryhard. Like... Every single promo, it's like he's so angry and emotional. <laughs> and he, he's trying so hard to get that fucking golden statue. And he carries like, all right, Leo, maybe next year. All right, Leo, maybe next year. You know what, Dolph Ziggler? Go crawl around Scandinavia and sleep on a horse. Then you can get your goddamn WWE title. Fucking Dolph Ziggler sucks. <laughs> And he's always been this. He's always been the. He, he tries too hard. He sells too much. He was a great seller, but he he's Captain Tryhard. He's fucking Oscar bait. And he's not good at it either. Sorry. Yeah, he's trying. <laughs> I love him. He's try. I mean, Dolph Ziggler has everything you want in a champion. Yeah. Uh, he just for some reason or another, he's always missed the boat. 
It's just, all right, D- Dolph, Dolph, you had, a, you had a 12 here. We asked for you at like a seven, all right? Simmer, <laughs> simmer down, dude, relax. <laughs> like, I get it. It should have been you. I get it. Enough. Let's go. You're not, you're not going to get the Oscar this year. Let's go to David Day Lewis again, all right? Fucking chill. <laughs> again because kofi kingston is just like i said kofi kingston is the strongest champion in wwe at this moment and there's nothing beating the kofi train right now nothing at all like he's phenomenal he went on raw on monday and took over the show Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn were like, why are you here? He's like, I'm the WWE champion. I can do whatever the hell I want. <laughs> Glorious. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. We don't need a rule yeah. for you to be here. You have a belt. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Not only a belt, he has the belt. You know, he's like, I'm the champion. I do whatever the hell I want. Screw you guys. <laughs> so let's get this going. Um, all right. But last but not least, probably what's going to be the most controversial match of the evening the um the quantum realm version of Seth Rollins for everybody who's seen Endgame, um and also uh, Tacoma Washington's favorite son Baron Corbin for the for the Universal Championship. Spoiler alert, folks! I believe wholeheartedly that your guest referee for this match will be Plan B Brock Lesnar. What? It's perfect. It's going to tease a cash and then never happen. That's actually a great idea. It is great, but that's <laughs> insane. All right, put it like you think about the big picture here. The the sales for for stomping ground are horribly low. Horribly I heard they're giving low. away they're doing like bogo tickets for stomping ground. Yeah, the, it's bad. They're also in Tacoma, Washington, not exactly a wrestling haven. Why would they okay. bother? That's no offense. That's WWE's fault for booking a pay per view in a not really wrestling friendly area. That's their fucking fault too. But it's also a throwaway pay per view, so you get yeah, maybe they'll be happy to see something. But then you gave them shit for a long time. Like the stomping ground hasn't been exciting until this week of wrestling. And even so, it's not that exciting. It got pretty exciting this week. Anyway, Seth Rollins so is my favorite thing this week. <clears throat> Did you see the video I retweeted? I saw this video on Twitter of Seth Rollins beating everyone with the chair, but set to some Nicki Minaj song. <laughs> and it's <laughs> absurd. <laughs> oh, my God. Right, poor Eric yeah. Young, all right? <laughs> Eric Young did not deserve that. <laughs> Yeah, that was kind of fucked up what they did to Eric Young. You know what it was? It's it's his voice and he screams. It makes me feel even worse for him. The Oscar goes to Eric Young. <laughs> no, the Oscar actually goes to freaking EC3. Ugh. That was perfect. <laughs> Poor what the new EC3, day did to him. man. Just him, him laying there not moving for like five minutes. <laughs> his tweet, I think it was today or like two days ago, it's every time, you, I, every time I make you laugh, I die inside or some shit. I'm like, ooh. Yeah, it was like, ah, oh, EC3, man. I feel very bad for him. He's such a nice guy in person. He's so nice. He's such a down-to-earth individual. Like, <laughs> who did he hurt? I don't know. But I mean, at least he got airtime. Yeah. Granted, he granted it was like a weekend at Bernie's, but he got airtime with the new day. 
What a what a time to be a wrestling fan. What a time. But anywho, back to the whole Brock thing. You have Heyman coming on, you know, Raw saying like Brock might be coming, Brock might be here, Brock might be here. Obviously, he doesn't show up. You never know when Brock's gonna show up. You have Seth Rollins beating the crap out of anybody who even thinks about um becoming uh, the guest special guest referee for this. Baron Corbin's running out of options. He's going to go to a plan B because there's always a plan B, and that plan B is going to be plan Brock. Brock's going to be the special guest referee. He's going to have cut off. He's going to have a cut off shirt. <laughs> he's going to show off his muscles. And he's going to be box. smiling and dancing and <laughs> I see it jumping I see around. It in my no, head. I I'm so excited for this. To be honest, <laughs> if it doesn't happen, I'm going to be mad at you. Yeah, Ricky, you're setting the bar pretty damn high right now. Yeah. I, I just, uh, from, from what I can gather, it, it has to be Brock. Who else would it be? Yeah. No, it does have to be Brock. I completely agree. I think it's amazing. It's smart. <laughs> it is. But WWE's not amazing, so it's going to be like... Think about it. No Brock, lives, Brock lives up north. It's in, it's in the state of Washington. He doesn't have to travel far. It makes sense that he would show up to this. And then he can leave right after it's done. You know, and so, and he's never going to cash in. It's going to be a really wonky, uh, he's going to try to screw Seth, you know, eventually at some point, him and Baron, Brock and Baron Corbin are going to get into a fight. Brock will probably screw over Baron Corbin and Seth wins, and then he'll fake a cash in. Um, or, or Seth will try to challenge him to a match right there and Brock will just walk out. Yeah. Okay. Well, we shall see on Sunday. Either way, Seth is coming out of this pay-per-view with the title <clears throat> because Kofi may be the strongest looking champion, but Seth is the second strongest right now. And they're almost becoming one a and one B. And quite frankly, that's where I want to see my two top guys at right now, battling for supremacy, but also still looking strong either way. Yeah. Seth Rollins has been, uh, was fantastic this week. Just literally like how they're booking him right now, I think is outstanding is destroying Everybody with a goddamn chair. I love it. I want that chair. I want to buy it. It's amazing. (laughs) Yes. All right. So before we crown this pay-per-view right now, do we see an announce table destruction? If so, what announce table? Spanish. Because always. I was going to go Rogers Yeah, you never mess with the Germans. No, they never mess with the German announce table. It's weird. This is a weird pay-per-view. Yeah. But I'll I'll say Spanish as well. All right, so name five people who would be unscheduled appearances. Oh, I'm going to say Brock, because Unsche- fuck you. Yeah. Um, That's one. Bray Wyatt. Yes. Aleister Black. Yes. <laughs> Ricochet. <laughs> no, Ricochet's finger. Ricochet's finger. <laughs> Finger. <laughs> that's a, that's um, a surprise entrant anyway. I'll do I'll do Paige and uh the tag the women's tag champs. Who are they? The iconics? The iconics are iconic. Yeah, them. both of them. There's they're great. I love the iconics. Yeah, it's not on TV at you all. Know, they are. They they had they had uh, title matches. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you all the iconics are are the Australian revival and female. Yeah. They're great. <laughs> That's all they are, and they're good at it. They're so good at it. I want to see Billy Kay and Kevin Owens teach a heel promo cutting class in the performance center. Really? I would love to see that. 
I just love hearing them talk shit. I want them to teach everyone how to talk shit. <laughs> All right, so Stomping Grounds, obviously a lowly anticipated pay-per-view, <sighs> uh, but we still have to crown this thing. I will obviously be watching it from home. Uh, Kate Murphy, I don't know what, what they're going to do I'm watching, from home. He did it right again, and I'm watching it at home. Ooh. Will is going to be eating wings somewhere. Yeah, I'm. I yeah, me and Dave are gonna be watching it uh, in Hoboken, eating amazing wings. I'm gonna give it a. I'm, I'm going low here. I'm gonna go six point five. I'm gonna go six. I was thinking of a five point five. Wow, that's really that's low. the lowest we've ever had ever. Definitely. <laughs> you said, yeah. You said and you and you said that when I crammed money in the when I said money in the bank was gonna be like a six or something. Did we lose you, Kate? I'm here. Okay, so we we lost you. You said money in the bank, something. No, because I remember my money in the bank. Um, my prediction was, I think, very was stupid low, and I think it was record breaking low then too. And then it became an amazing show <laughs> that Will and I went to. <laughs> Can't win nine five, baby. <laughs> I bought a bed. I bought my bed instead of going to bed. You know, you know, you know what it is like. You gotta set the bar low for a pivot like this because you got you can never be disappointed. But WWE, the thing is, WWE pay per views, they're nine times out of ten they put on a good show. TV may be bad, but the pay per views are always at least good, at least good. Most of the time they're excellent, um, and that's why I'm interested to see what AEW or uh, AWAE does with um, <laughs> WAE does with their TV. And how good how how good it can be and how long because I think it's just inevitable in wrestling when you have too much programming it's gonna be stale. It's gonna be stale for a while, but don't worry. When WEA comes out with their first ever pay per view <laughs> in all, we're going to in all we're going to <laughs> yeah we're gonna tear the walls down <laughs> and bring a new light to professional wrestling. So look out for WEA's <laughs> in all pay per view coming coming to TBS. <laughs> <laughs> we know comedy. We know comedy. <laughs> it's gonna be right after, right after Family Guy and right before uh, How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so as we start to begin and plan uh, WA's first ever uh, live action pay per view in uh, all, we're gonna take a quick commercial break and we're gonna get into some news and He's notes. Such an asshole. <laughs> We'll be right back. What up, Ooses? This is Double F, Double C, Jeff Pomaccio at 52 Points of Art, the host of Not Your Mama Soap Opera and Not Underscore Opera, where we showcase the entertainment side of professional wrestling. Can't wait to connect with all my Ooses Wednesdays on the Wrestle Addicts Radio. That's at A-D-D-I-C-T-W-R-E-S-T-L-E. Can't wait to connect with you all. Have a good one. This is war. What's up, guys? This is the Monday Night Delight from the Gift of Podcast, and you're listening to Wrestle Addict Radio. Uh, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Kings of the Rings Podcast here at Wrestle Addict Radio or on Wrestle Addict Radio for that point. Um, and we do have a, I have a little bit of a tweet to read uh, that came out uh, that came out uh, on Juneteenth, actually, a little bit at two four in the morning. It was from uh, the ICW champion um, Adrian. Lionheart McCallum and his tweet was uh, one day you'll eat your last meal 
You will smell your last flower. You will hug your friend for the last time. You might not know it's the last time. That's why you must do everything you love with passion. Hashtag afterlife. Um, and he also added at Ricky Gervais. And unfortunately, um, that tweet was actually the last tweet that the Lionheart Adrian McCullum uh, ever tweeted from his time on Earth. Um, the ICW heavyweight champion uh, did pass away uh, a little bit later on during that day. Um, uh, you know, on behalf of Kings Rings Podcast and also Wrestling Radio, obviously thoughts and prayers and condolences uh, are sending out to his family. He was only 36 years old and he had the biggest... Uh, he had the world heavyweight title of ICW, so obviously that promotion over in England is kind of uh, in a little bit of turmoil right now, and who knows what they're going to do, but we wish them all the best um, in the future, and obviously, uh, rest in peace, Lionheart Adrian McCullum. Um, but moving along, I do want to spotlight uh, a new, not even a newer, um, a newer wrestling promotion that I just that I've had that I've been seeing, but I actually got to watch for the first time on Monday. Uh, has anybody ever heard of Major League Wrestling? MLW. So MLW, from what I found out, was something that was created right after WCW kind of faltered and hit the bricks and got bought out. And it was created by these people in 2001. And then they had some financial issues and then it folded at like 2002, 2003, very, very short lived time. And then it got a resurgence back in about 2017. Um, it's got a lot of interesting people backing it. Jim Cornette's an announcer, Tony Schiavone's an announcer. They have, a, they have a pretty, um, pretty great, uh, talent roster. Uh, I was watching MJF, uh, Pentagon, uh, Phoenix, our tag champions. Their belts look phenomenal too, by the way. Um, the Von Erics, the, the sons of the Von Erics are on this promotion, which is a pretty big deal. The Hart Foundation, um, Teddy Hart, Brian Pillman, uh, Jr. are on, are part of MLW as well. I watched Mance Warner versus, uh, Death Machine Sammy Callahan. Um, in a match where where graphically Mance Warner got his tongue staple gun to a piece of wood. What? Oh, that's unnecessary. Oh yeah, and then he ripped his tongue out. Like ah. he ripped his tongue off the off the wood, off the wood. Not out of his mouth, because that would be um. that'd be death. <laughs> you know, <laughs> didn't pay me enough for they, that. <laughs> <laughs> My thing is, they're showing a lot of they. They showed a lot of hybrid styles. Like I watched the, I watched the death match, and then I watched a, or not a death match, but I watched the lucha libre match, and then I watched the regular match. Loki was on there. Loki is a very famous independent wrestler, as well. They have a lot of maj paj of different styles on one show, which makes it really interesting. Um, but also a lot of these guys that were on this show, you know, MJF, uh, Pentagon, Phoenix. Um, not Loki, I believe, but these all are people are signed by AEW right now. So at some point down the road, you know, they're not going to be able, especially seeing what they're doing with Dean Ambrose at the moment, um, they're not going to be able to, you know, wrestle in all these indie promotions anymore, and they're going to be exclusive to AEW. So my question is, is AEW going to bring back a time in wrestling where the indies are dead again? I think it's inevitable. Um, AEW can, you know, say they want to bring these guys in and let them do their indie dates. But eventually, like I said earlier, it's not personal, guys. It's just business. If they want to grow and be a successful brand, they need to have this thing of exclusivity. So, yeah, 
hundred percent. You're gonna see R H might probably end up closing its doors. Lucha Underground R H is already struggling. Yeah, our Lucha Underground already closed its doors. T N A. They're 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 a cockroach. They're gonna be around forever. They'll be fine somehow. <laughs> yeah, somehow TNA still thrives. Like you'll you'll <laughs> see very very small indie places like regional like places in Massachusetts like Boston has a big indie wrestling scene. Like places like that I think will be fine. But in terms of like televised and like these bigger indie promotions, yeah, dude, they're 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 gonna they're gonna go away. But that's just. That's just how the business works. And if AEW has to survive, they have to hive that mindset. How did Vince McMahon get so successful? He shut down the territories. How is AEW going to be successful? You shut down the indies. Is there, um, and I'll, I'll point this one to you, Kate, is there a way in which AEW can thrive and also keep the indies thriving as well? That's a good question. I've, without, like, with AEW staying exclusive... Yes. See, I agree with Will where the televised promotions are going to struggle. I feel like the smaller promotions, like, say, on the line, like, you know, like, NYWC, Creative Pro, they're going to be fine. Like, I just, I don't know. It's a down and see because the indies are, like, thriving right now. They like, are. The indies are on fire right because now. the indies are doing so well that I can't say, oh, the indies are going to die once AEW. A the indies themselves will not die. It's just, it's televised independent wrestling is going to struggle for a little bit. And here's, here's the thing, Ricky. Think of it this way. But the way. indies themselves are not going to die. AEW is going to have weekly television, correct? Yes. Are they going to have correct. house shows or anything like that kind of, st- that kind of nature? I think it's kind of unnecessary at this point, but... Even say they do, um, you're contracted to AEW. You have like Pentagon Jr. contracted to AEW. If he goes and wrestles for like somewhere in Mexico and he's in a big storyline on television, what if he gets hurt while he's in Mexico? That throws off everything. And if he gets hurt, who's going to cover those damages? He's a contracted wrestler to AEW, which I'm sure there's some medical benefits, not benefits, but like a medical kind of thing like WWE has. If he gets hurt in another promotion, that's a lawsuit. Like... It's they 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 don't I don't think they want to kill the indies, but for a business perspective and a legal perspective, and from a television perspective, storyline perspective, they have to, it's gonna have to be exclusive, a hundred percent. It has to yeah, be. It, it's a shame. The only way I can see this potentially being kind of a best of both worlds is what I've been seeing Triple H slowly do with the indie promotions, not even in not just in America, but also around the world partner with them yes that's different you know evolve you know, will be H, just fine yeah triple h and has partnered with gabe sapolsky and evolve and he's even shipped out some of our nxt talent to do shows pretty much all the damn time and it's absolutely freaking fantastic that place is always packed up to the max at laboom uh kate murphy had one at some point down the road we are going to get you there to an evolve show yes. and it's going to change it's going wait. to change your life kate, you're, gonna have, you're gonna have a new daddy let me just tell you that Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> you know, but I, I think... And we'll I mean, make sure and Ricochet's even, uh, there. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and even in the UK, uh, WWE has partnered with, I think, ICW and Progress as well mm-hmm. uh, to even ship some of our NXT talent out. So my, my thing is now, you know, WWE is slowly creating this this little bit of a farm system outside of NXT. Like, a, like you know, a, if NXT's AAA, then Evolve and those indies are like AA promotions. So I think AEW could go that route and kind of help the indies out in that in that standpoint. And there are promotions for AEW to go to. Booker T has a, has a 
a wrestling school. Tommy Dreamer has a rest a, a, a promotion, I should say, in, in Texas. I get the name House of it. Hardcore. House of Hardcore is Tommy Dreamer. Oh, yeah. Booker T's and his brother Stevie Ray's. I forget the name of it. That's where Ember Moon came from. Yes, but I know what you're exactly. talking about. Exactly, but like they at AEW has those kind of options, but that's about it. Yeah, it's a matter of if they use it, because if not, Triple H has this whole thing of uh, global localization. Have you ever seen any of his um, pressers uh, where Triple H is slowly trying to take over the world, but make the world all under the WWE umbrella? So if AEW doesn't act quickly, they're going to lose out a lot. They're gonna, yeah, they're going to run out. They're going to run out of places to go. So they better lock these guys up to exclusive contracts as soon as they can, or else if they have an open contract with both, they could say, sorry, AEW, I'm going to NXT. Sorry. You say I can work wherever I want. Well, guess what? I want to go work at NXT, bitch. Sorry. <laughs> like, kiss my ass. <laughs> See exactly. this finger? So it's coming out of my asshole into Triple H's. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird version of the elephant game. Um, but... <laughs> it's like phone tag. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> So it's going to be interesting to see how this kind of pans out within the uh, the next couple of months, especially once, uh, I guess, Tuesday Night Dynamite happens, whatever they're going to call it. <laughs> Dynamite! That's such a great name for it. It's such a Monday Nitro number two. It's what it is. I love it. I hope they have Dynamite, <laughs> Dynamite Dames. <laughs> yes! Yes! Dynamite Dames. <laughs> Yes, this is can't call them nitro girls. We call them dynamite dames. The dynamite dames. The dynamite damsels. <laughs> dynamite oh. dimes. Oh, the cure for the common mark. Tuesday night dynamite. <laughs> My lord, that is going to be an epic form of television. Um, when it does come our way, starting uh, Tuesdays in October, I believe October. October. Ooh, the hell no. That's fucking right, soon, let's go dude. On. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's start to wrap this up right now. King of the night. Who do you believe had the best week in wrestling? I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. Right ahead, away Kate this Murphy. week. Let me guess. Let me guess. Aerostar. <laughs> <laughs> it is not Aerostar. What an idiot. <laughs> you want to guess who my king of the night is? It's fucking Rick O'Shea, obviously. <laughs> I feel like Ricochet is king of the night every night in his yeah, own he mind. Is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. His girlfriend must be like, I told him not to do that. <laughs> Isn't his girlfriend Casey Catanzaro? Yeah, that's it the one. It is Casey Catanzaro, former former classmate of mine, because we both went to Towson together. Dude, they definitely had a conversation behind closed doors. She goes, "I fucking told you." <laughs> <laughs> I fucking told you. Give me the money right here, five hundred dollars. I told you. You know what though? The bullet. What? You know the bullet sound that they added to his intro. It was foreshadowing. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> dynamite! <laughs> Tuesday night dynamite. <laughs> oh, <laughs> All right, my God. my kitty light goes to Seth Rollins' chair <laughs> for many many victims. <laughs> I really hope Ricochet never hears this. <laughs> Me too, Ricochet. I, I love and respect you so much. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god, Ricky. Do you want me, uh, no, 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 Ricky, sidebar. You know what we need to do? You know that guy on YouTube just what? loves watching Ricochet videos? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
He calls himself average American. Yeah. <laughs> Slide in his DMs, man. I got a link for you. <laughs> you want a million views, right here, big guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh oh jeez i'm like sweating oh my goodness <laughs> pulling a biggie right now and just sweating my face off um oh my god i i, I fell for kayfabe news for a second oh. what did what happened <laughs> oh no what happened wwe <laughs> Ticket sales for stopping grounds by adding Undertaker Goldberg ladder match. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I, I stopped. <laughs> for why? What's up, what's above the ladder? There's a fountain of youth. I'm sorry. Can I change the king bottle? of the night to the man who wrote this article? Shout out to Kayfabe News. I'm crying. <sighs> Oh my god, okay. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Kayfabe News, whoever wrote that. Um, my kick of the night is going to be semi-serious. It's going to go to an indie wrestler that I've seen a handful of times. He's an absolute madman. Uh, Madman Podcast had released and said that he has officially signed with AEW, and as of uh, this past, uh, or last weekend, he is the Northeast Wrestling Heavyweight Champion, and it goes to uh, the lucky son of a bitch who's married to Priscilla Kelly. I knew it was going to be Darby, Darby Allen. Yeah. Hey Amen, dude. I love that man. Good for him. Yeah. He's he's a madman. He's he has no fear in the ring. Will and I have almost seen him die <laughs> at the hands of Cassius Ono. <laughs> this man fell from the top of a turnbuckle like 20 feet in the air onto like an onto the ring announcer. Remember that one, mm-hmm. Will? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He has no fear. And he's also a fantastic wrestler and a great seller. Or as Triple H calls him, the one that got away. Yeah. Un- very unfortunate for, for Trips because Darby Allen could have made Triple H a lot of money, especially in NXT. He would have been an NXT darling. Mm-hmm. Sorry, man. Good for him. Oh. Nothing but the best. I hope nothing but the best. I hope, yeah, I hope he gets the, the AEW Intergalactic title. <laughs> 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 across all galaxies there's a giant solar system on the belt <laughs> oh my god alright on that note let's, let's start getting out of here before I, before we can't finish this show without laughing I'm crying guess whose music oh I'm finishing god. with Ricochet Goddamn right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is the one, the only place where we take ass and kick names just like Ricochet. This is Kings <laughs> of the Rings podcast. I have been your host, King Ricky Rose. You can find me, um, Adam Bachelor the Bigs, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, some people's DMs, less uh, people's text messages. Just find us, Kings of the Rings podcast, at KOTR underscore podcast on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, and also where all podcasts can be found by subscribing to Wrestle Addict Radio at Addict Wrestle 
at Addict underscore Wrestle on Twitter and at Wrestle Addict Radio on Facebook and Instagram. It has been a hell of a fun time, a lot of laughs. Um, I don't know how I'm going to get through this or <laughs> through this night without laughing my face off, but it has been a great time alongside Mr. Will Tarashock. Thank you for the laugh, sir. And also, Will Tarashock, I'm officially naming you the Vice President of WEA Wrestling Alliance. Hey! Yes! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. The first thing we're doing we're booking Joey Ryan every single day of the week. <laughs> oh my god, I got a severe case of the giggles at eleven o'clock at night. It's not a not a worse time for a severe case of the giggles. But of course, giggle along with me, fans. Will Terrace like T's and Thomas, A R A S H U K across all social media. Stay tuned for this Sunday when Ricky is a guest on my other podcast You Mad Bro. More on that in a little bit later. But until then, Kate Murphy What are you doing? How you doing? I can't stop giggling <laughs> It is me It is me. It is Mike number three The Queen Bee of the Kings of the Ring podcast. H- the HBIC of Wrestle Addict Radio. The and Re- our resident and, rainbow. Uh, and Ricky and Will's resident <laughs> rainbow. You can find me on Instagram at the Kate Murphy, Twitter at underscore the Kate Murphy, and I, me and my ukulele will have a new announcement coming very, very soon. So stay tuned. Oh, ukulele announcements are the best right? announcements ever. <laughs> Stomping ground is this Sunday. I know you guys are all looking forward to it. As am I. I will be pretty heavy on the Wrestle Addict Radio Twitter sphere at Addict. <laughs> <laughs> at addict underscore wrestle for anybody who wants to dare tweet along with me where we kick ass and take names but until then folks happy juneteenth i'm so happy the slaves are free now this is the kings of the rings goodbye and good nights and also fuck you slack quick clack fuck slack <laughs>